Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Thriving with Sarah and Jenny podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a very interesting topic today. Well, we think it's very interesting because it's a behavior that we have noticed has become more prevalent, especially over the last few months. I mean, it's always been there, yep. but it seems to be very widespread and um, it's actually catching on a bit like a virus and I think we need to address it because it's harmful and uh, it's actually not acceptable so what we want to talk to about (laughs) talk about today is bad behavior and this (laughs) (laughs) what kind of bad behavior Jenny (laughs) I think what I've noticed here and Tell me what's going on in in your world, Sarah. But what I've noticed, whether it's in a cafe or in a supermarket or at an airport, I've noticed that people are going off their trolley, bad-mouthing, being verbally abusive Mm. to people who are not responsible for their bad mood or their situation, but they feel they have the right to mm. vent their spleen. And I think for those people who are experiencing it, they often don't have the training to know how best to respond because, you know, they've been brought up to believe that the customer is always right, yeah. the customer takes priority. But if you're dealing with somebody who's been particularly obnoxious and rude and aggressive, that's not okay. And mm. Dealing with it, if it's just one off, is bad enough. But when you've got a series of people behaving badly, mm-hmm. it's it becomes intolerable. And mm. I think this is where helping the people who are on the receiving end to understand what they can do for yep. themselves to stay safe, yeah. what employers can do to support them in this, because they must be aware of what's going on if you've got your staff members in tears Absolutely. because they've been verbally assaulted again or somebody's yep. following them around aggressively in the shop or whatever mm-hmm. and I think we need to sort of make it clear yeah. that this type of behavior is socially unacceptable so yeah. yes we all have bad hair days yes we all get a bit frustrated sometimes and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we are coming out of a peculiar time But that does not give us the right to take out our frustrations on another defenseless human being. This has to stop. Yeah. Should not be condoned in any shape or form. No. There have to be consequences. What do you think? What what, what have you been seeing, Sarah? Well, I mean... Hopefully you... Well, I know you know, but, you know, some of our listeners may not know my background for about 
you know, 12 to 15 years before happiness was actually customer experience. And so I am uh, very aware of this. <laughs> and uh, I would take, I'll take it from two sides, if I may. The first one being kind of where we are. So this is a kind of uncharted territory. Um, and there's a mm. few things for people and organizations and those individuals who are delivering the service to be aware of. One is people aren't okay. They think they're okay. They're not okay. Um, not that that excuses the behavior, but when we think about why someone shows up in the way they show up with us, we customer service is kind of in the moment. So this is just you and me. I've come to your your desk or your restaurant or whatever, and I'm in the moment dealing with what's happening in the moment. The role in customer service, moving into customer experience and thinking about these kind of things that, you know, human-centric design is how did they get there, right? <laughs> so this is a whole person dealing with them just in this moment doesn't, isn't useful and not helpful. Second is the rise of um, personalized customer experience and also um, the digital mobile phone kind of shift. Customer expectations have been on the rise in a hugely steep way, even prior to the pandemic. Okay. And then they rose, I think, something about 60% higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> over the pandemic. Yeah. The other thing is that complaints about customer behavior have gone up by about 200% over that period of time. So, People's expectations are higher, right? Um, their behavior is worse, as you said, completely unacceptable. And we need to think about why. Um, and the why is on a lot of different levels. Um, the first one for me is, one, if someone is being abusive or that bad, bad behavior to your staff, one, the customer doesn't come first, the employee comes first, always, 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 and forever. Um, and that's actually, for me, the number one rule of customer service, customer experience. If you want to give a good service, uh, employees mm. come first, customers second, everything else comes after that. So having a policy and really reinforcing that and being explicit with your staff that it's totally unacceptable for someone to... Uh, speak in that way, that they have the right to kick them out, fire your customers, right? You don't want those people as your customers anyway. You do not want them. You don't want their money. It's not worth it. The second is from an organizational perspective. And uh, we've talked about a few of these things in our prioritization episode uh, and also in our accountability episode. What are you doing as an organization that might contribute to someone showing up in the way they're showing up? Okay. And I'll tell you, we were talking air, airports, right? This is, this is huge, right? So here's um, an example. And I'm a very seasoned traveler. I do it a lot. I do it for work. I do my, you know, my family lives far away. So I do it all the time. Post pandemic, everything opens up earlier 2022. And I'm flying with my five-year-old daughter home to see my family for the first time in five years, right? You get a note that tells you you need to not be there three hours earlier. You need to be there four hours earlier because it's chaos. So we go down the night before. We stay in a hotel. We get up at four o'clock in the morning, my little five-year-old. We go from the airport across the street to the airport. We get turned away by the airport. Why? 
because we're being told to show up four hours earlier, but they're not letting anyone in who's not three hours earlier. (laughs) So write that in there, four o'clock in the morning with my five-year-old in tow in the middle of like the dark. And how do I then show up when I get there an hour earlier or an hour later when I'm allowed to come in, right? Communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, working with your partners, right? Because mm-hmm. the people who were telling me I couldn't come in are security guards hired by the airport. The people who are telling me to show up there four hours earlier is the email from my airline. As a customer, though, my customer experience journey, I don't care. I don't care who's serving me. This is my experience. I'm waking up, I'm going to the airport, I want to check in, I want to go through security. I want to get on an airplane. I want to see my family. Yeah. So context matters, (laughs) but as a, as a, as an organization, are you as on top of things as you can be? And especially in an airport context, again, because of our phones and how everything is digital and fast and quick, right? We have a lot higher expectations because basically all customer experiences are now being compared to your last good customer experience. It used to be you were compared with other perhaps airlines or other uh, shops or other restaurants. That's gone. So you are being wherever you are and in whatever context. And this is businesses. B2B, I find, never understand this. B2B businesses are being compared to Amazon. Why can't I get a text message at four in the morning going, hey, you only have to be there three hours ahead. You have my email, you have my phone number. I know you do because you've communicated with me, right? So telling me things. And it's again, it's not about things going wrong. People's expectations have been set really high because of the digital world that we're living in and the different areas. And because my bank, my emails, my work, my social media, um, my games, everything is on my phone. So there's no um, channels anymore. There's no differentiation between, oh, I expect this from a bank, but I expect this from a restaurant. doesn't happen anymore. So, so those are those things there. And then the third is when you're in a high stress, high context environment. So like flying, right? Let's say flying has to be one of the highest. It, it, absolutely. Absolutely. Or, and it's about, you know, my expectation of the experience versus what the outcome, right? This is what people are comparing it to. They're not even comparing it to the reality of the situation. What's my Mm. expectation of what's going to happen? So again, you go to a really fancy, wonderful restaurant, you have a terrible meal. That has a, you've got way higher drop in expectation than if you go to McDonald's and it's not very good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's all of that. And, And that's from a, you know, we as organizations need to be looking into that. And also then making your people do things that upset customers that they know will upset customers that they don't want to do, but you're making them do them. Mm-hmm. So those are really, those are the things where you're actually putting your employees in danger of all this bad behavior through your own actions. So what can you do? And then, yeah, the, the, this other side is people are, you know, how are they showing up and how did they get here? Right. Of course, I'm way more upset by that experience because I actually haven't seen my mom in four years. Yeah. Yeah. And I have my five-year-old daughter with me and it's four o'clock in the morning. So all of those things 
if it's just me and it's 10 o'clock in the morning and you tell me to go have a coffee for an hour, no big deal. Right. So I think the, we need to be thinking about, again, where where have we as organizations come into this? Um, and then we need to help our people deal with those the outcomes because people are being horrible. They are not being kind. But we need to teach our staff and the frontline staff how to de-escalate situations, how to yes. be well enough in themselves to be able to go, this is not about me. Yep. How can I, how can I help you? Uh, I remember reading some like talk someone out of their crazy tree, right? If you're calm, you can talk someone out of their crazy tree. The worst thing you can do is climb up into that tree together and you're both going crazy. And you both fall out. Yes. <laughs> On all levels. Um, so sorry, I realized that I've just ranted at you, but this is my, this is my <laughs> inner passion. <laughs> but I would love to invite your comments on that, Jenny. I love how you've, you've sort of taken it from the organizational mm. context, because mm. I think that's the critical piece too. Yeah. Um, everybody has responsibility here yeah. for, for behavior. And um, I think enabling your staff to understand that while, of course, being trained in how to provide good yeah, customer yeah. service experience, blah, 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 is all good stuff, um, it's also okay for them to understand that firing a customer oh, yeah. or telling a customer they have to leave is actually also okay or telling somebody on the phone, I'm sorry, but I can't continue this conversation um, I'm going to hang up on you now. Yeah. And you do so. Yeah. And you have the organization's blessing to do that Absolutely. because there's no point hanging on to the end of a, a telephone for 45 minutes, listening to somebody rant at you. It doesn't help anybody. No. It doesn't even help the person who's ranting because <laughs> they're still upset. <laughs> exactly. And I think as a leader um, and, and definitely in a call center, I would say, you know, if you're hearing those conversations, in and say something yeah you need to you need to go and be by that person and just go do you want me to take this right yeah be there for them right yeah absolutely people do what we do not what we say yeah yeah and so if I then take the phone from my colleague and they hear me and everyone else hears me say I can't let you speak to my staff like that so I'm going to end this phone call and when you phone back, here's my phone number and we can talk about what your challenges are. What kind of a message does that send to the rest of your team, right? Yeah, so good, so yeah. good. Because in the moment, it's really hot. Your job is to make this person happy or satisfied or solved or whatever. Um, and it, it can be a challenge if you are not suitably trained or experienced or been in the job long enough. Yeah, exactly. You no, know, it's okay. Exactly to oh, hang up on oh. someone. So we need to give this explicit permission. I think we've talked about this a number of times, right? Um, yeah. In terms of explicit permission. The other thing I think we need to acknowledge is why we are seeing mm. this massive increase in um, customer complaints, yep. bad behavior, yep. and you know, accompanying the high expectation and I get all the digital sort of transformation and it's quick, mm. quick, quick. I want it now and it's all about me. Yeah. Um, but I think we have to also be cognizant that, you know, we have just come through 
this bizarre time of COVID. And we're all tired. We're all stressed. We are all over this time. Mm -hmm. We want to get on. We want to do those things that are so important to us, like traveling across the world to see your family for the first time in five years. Yeah. And do those things that give you joy. And we get frustrated when the things that we are hoping for and anticipating with joy don't come to fruition. Absolutely. And it, and of course, it manifests as irritation, um, sometimes aggression, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and sometimes blah, 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 or it comes mm. out mm. and people just bent. But I think if we can understand, yes, we've all been through this. Yeah, we are all experiencing quite a mixture of emotional upset at the moment. You know, one minute we're fine and we're happy, and it's everything. The next minute, it's like boom, somebody's sort of flipped the switch, and it's like. Um, if we understand that's because of what we have experienced, and we're still working through it, it helps us to understand why, because. I'm sure, well, I'm hoping some of the people who have been particularly petulant, for want of a better word, with other people might have some insight as to realising that this isn't the normal self. This is not how they would normally behave in this situation. Mm-hmm. They've essentially lost control. That little amygdala hijack in their brain. Oh, my goodness. And it's jumping around and causing all sorts of chaos. Yeah. But that doesn't condone it. No, 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 it doesn't. No. And I think that's the piece. We yeah. understand that this is a, a psychological, physiological response to the peculiar times we have yeah. been experiencing. Yeah. It's still manifesting as this bad behavior. But I think also we need to stand up as a society and say, mm-hmm. come on, enough already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Organizations can do a lot to make sure that they are setting their staff up and their processes up to try and smooth the way as much as possible. Exactly. Yeah. But we have individual responsibility as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, if if I see somebody behaving really badly or being rude to somebody and it's really inappropriate, that upsets me too. Yeah. While I don't want to climb up that tree with them. Yeah. I am more than likely to just quietly go alongside and say, I, I can see that you're very upset here, mm. um, but unfortunately the way that you are interacting with this person is distressing them and it's not helping you either. Is there anything you can do differently or can you get lost or <laughs> go away? Because yeah. um, I think we, unless it's called out, yeah, the risk is it becomes normalised. Yes. And societal pressure, right? Like we, we used to bow to that quite a lot more than we do. And maybe we've gone uh, uh, forward in a good way. Uh, However, maybe we've gone too far. We need to come back a little bit, you know, that, that someone doesn't feel like they're all out on their own, right? When someone is behaving in that way, you know, to just, yeah. Can you help them or can you see the scenario? I think it's, um, you know, people, people get angry for so many different reasons. I think that's the other thing is not feeling heard. And so are you training your staff to understand the different ways in which people Mm. are Mm. upset, right? So if you, 
um, if you apologize for something that is like someone's status was, you know, they felt they didn't feel like you recognize their status or how important it is to them, but you apologize about accountability or, um, you know, freedom or something like, you know, something else that someone is upset about, they don't feel heard. And that just makes it even worse. So it's really about take that top 10% who are going totally crazy and scrap them. We don't need them. They don't need to be here. They're not the customers you want. These are not the customers you're looking for. (laughs) And um, yeah, effort. And, um, but then, you know, really setting your staff up to be successful because they really want to do a great job. I've never, ever met anyone in customer service and customer experience. And most of these people are incredibly low paid. Those are not jobs you do um, and get a gold star for. They are not recognized. Um, but these people are so talented, so talented with people. I have long believed that frontline customer service staff should be paid on par with, if not more than salespeople. Um, and they should be an absolutely critical piece of any organization. And still they're a cost center. They're a cost of business, uh, which is, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother rant I have, but (laughs) setting these people up to be successful and to be able to hear someone's issue having the autonomy and the ability to do something about it, right? Give them decision-making. They know how to fix this problem. They do it every single day. They know, oh man, they're so good at what they do. And then a lot, you know, training them to be able to understand that context, the journey the customer's on, the full picture of their experience, um, how they might be upset, right? Where are they going? What, what can they do? And, you know, once again, just being there, you know, uh, I heard a great um, conversation about how do you become more empathic as a leader? And one of the things is something that I've always said in customer service, and I didn't realize it was even going to help empathy, but it does. And in customer service, we call it walk the floor. But are you just go around and listen, Mm -hmm. practice your Mm -hmm. listening skills, right? Um, understand, Hey, what's, what's happened with that customer? Because again, you have probably as an organization contributed to how that customer has shown up. Um, and then your staff are paying the price. Yeah. That's my experience. Uh, Mm. and that's what I, what I perceive to be happening even in, um, you know, in the airports, uh, scenarios, these people, it's not their fault. What needs to be acknowledged more is that, like you say, a lot of the people who are on the front line who are poorly paid um, and there to receive Mm -hmm. and interact are often the most beautiful people because they get human behaviour and they are (laughs) highly skilled at knowing how to diffuse a situation. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. And it's amazing how... A little bit of kindness, a little bit of empathy, a little bit of mm-hmm. uh, of acknowledgement of the other person's distress or pain just diffuses that. And as soon as you get that little bit of calm coming back in, then it's much easier to start to f- fathom out what the heck they are so upset about yeah. and 
you might not be able to fix the problem, but you can acknowledge that they have a problem. And I think that's part of feeling heard. Oh. You, you know they have an issue and you can apologize and say, well, I'm terribly sorry about this. And I can see why you're so upset. Unfortunately, I can't fix this, but I might be able to speak to somebody else or I can maybe make sure that this gets referred or, you know, you know, you've got all the things that they are taught. Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever they're able to do. Yeah. And find uh, some sort of, even if it's partial solution so that people can go away not just having vented, but just knowing that they've had an opportunity to feel heard. Yeah. And that's such yeah. a fundamental thing. If we get it right, yeah. it, it helps behavior to change. And of course, mm-hmm. that's what we're seeking here. We're seeking better behavior. <laughs> what is better behavior? But better behavior is yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. human to human or on an equal footing. Um, not talking down to somebody, yep. not being disrespectful, yep. and just having a conversation. Mm. And yes, maybe you have got a very real issue that is important to be resolved, um, but you're not going to get it resolved unless you are in that calmer space first. Yeah. Um, so yes, your luggage hasn't come off the carousel. It didn't even get on the air <laughs> in the first place. But having a blast at the the baggage person in the office isn't going to resolve it no yes <laughs> they don't want you to be without your luggage either yeah um, yeah and actually like on our side you know employing all those things I talked about that organizations do like for our own selves thinking about how are we showing up what's happened for that person today understanding yeah. that the person you're talking to probably had absolutely no no hand in the challenge that you're experiencing right now. So how can we show up with a little more empathy, a little more compassion, or say to, you know, there's things I've been really frustrated before and I've been able to, you know, to just have just that moment to say, I am really frustrated. I appreciate this is not your fault. You know, yes, that goes a really long way to just saying, I'm really angry. I'm frustrated. I'm upset. Whatever the feelings are you're having, expressing those if you can, if you if you're if you're in a place where you're capable, but also acknowledging the humanity of the person in front of you. Just in the same Absolutely. way, you know, I was talking about them doing that to their customers. As as humans, we yeah. need to be to be doing the same thing, really. Because emo- you know, the emotions we feel are very pertinent to us in yep. that moment. Yep. And we have no control over which emotion is showing up right now. <laughs> but we do know that if we hold our breath or step back for whoo, 90 seconds, yeah. that feeling will start to dissipate. And I think you're absolutely right. If, you, if we can acknowledge that emotional state mm. that we are in and share, yes, I'm really cross. Yeah. But you don't have to shout it. You no. can be really cross and tell the other person I'm really cross and then say why you're really cross so that they can start to understand it. But as soon as you verbalize your particular emotional state, that helps to diminish the intensity of that emotion that you are experiencing, which automatically puts you more in control of your brain again, <laughs> your prefrontal cortex. Yeah. So you can have more of a rational conversation. That's an interesting thing. And it's also like, there's a vulnerability there, isn't there? Like I'm, you're being vulnerable by expressing 
this heightened emotion. And, um, and that starts to build trust, right? When we're vulnerable, we can start to build trust yep. with people. Love that, Jenny. I really love that. So um, we'd love to know, what are what are you doing? What do you notice? Are you on the receiving end? Um, are you aware that your organization is exacerbating your, your wonderful humans who do that, uh, that human work? Um, how can you remove some of those barriers and uh, um, how do you fire customers? I'm intrigued. Yeah, would love to know what your experiences have been. So please share away. And uh, until next time, we look forward to hearing all your stories. We'll see you then. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do.